Did you know that Princess Peach didn't move until 1988? We've got all sorts of weird and interesting facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Ryan O. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. If I were to jump up and hit a block that had a question mark on it, would I grow a couple of feet? Here at Digital with Ryan O, we are the podcast all about random facts, figures, pop culture, and so much more. Yes, even today we might even talk about history, we might talk about geography, geology, we might even go into, I don't even know, um, Billy Madison, some Happy Gilmore, we might even talk about how a computer or a random piano works. Or we might just talk about video games. You never know here with Did You Know with Ryan O. But one thing's for sure, I'm not going to do it alone. So today, I'm going to be hanging out with a friend of mine. Um, currently doing this over Skype because in-studio stuff is a no-go at the moment based on social climate conditions. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be hanging out with someone who's been here before and loves sandwiches. It's Adam. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Ryan, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. I have a feeling that intro was much better than my last one. Oh, lots better, yeah. Um, so what have you been doing on your days off? Uh, not a whole lot recently. You know, well, not a whole lot for the past year. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess, wow, it's been almost a year since I've been on the show, I think. Um, yeah, I think the last time you were on here was like last April. Is I March I think April I, I well the, it probably aired in April but I think we recorded in March. Let's let's see if I go and, back yeah. in time here. Um, rubber ducks, so it's at least fifty something. So that's June. So if I go even further back, yes, um, it did air in March. So it's probably recorded around February. Okay, yeah. So wow, it's been about a year since I've been on the show and I have not done a whole thing, a whole lot since then. <laughs> That's fine. Have you at least tried new foods since then? Um, Oh gosh. Yes, actually I have. Um, I had, uh, with, uh, actually with Sam and Nate, um, not, uh, Chipotle. You tried to pull Chipotle for, for, for the, the first time for the first time. Yes. I had never had, chipotle and nate like swears by it so we ended up uh ordering uh some chipotle after quarantine was over <laughs> so um, when you normally I'm, get... I'm sure i've had new other new foods since but oh yeah during quarantine i, I had a whole bunch of new vegetables for the first time we we're trying to eat a little healthier then nice so when you normally get some sort of mexican food or whatnot um or that tex-mex feel where do you normally get yours at <laughs> I, I eat a lot of Taco Bell. Um, okay, even but... <laughs> after they got rid of half of their menu? Yes, because the quesarita was always my go-to, and they always kept that. Okay. Yeah, so I I did. I, I did stick with Taco Bell for a little while. But if I'm going to go with something a little bit nicer, a little bit more upscale, um, I had always gone for Moe's before. Ah, um, someone who's been on this podcast a couple of times, his name is Brandon, um... He and I used to joke, um, welcome to Moe's used to be a little euphemism for I've got to go use the restroom. <laughs> How 
caused that? Based on um, sometimes of the the quality of the food. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's whatever they use in their salsa. Um, it, it adds a lot of fiber to your diet. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, I used to eat Moe's all the time. Um, as it was a lot closer to where I used to live. Um, which is you know. Uh, f- four miles away from where you currently live. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just it's... just go to um, what was it? The, the crossroads, um, which are probably no longer. Um, are they still a thing? Or are they gone? No, it's all still a thing so far. Okay, but I know they're planning on um, tearing them yeah. down this year in order to create some sort of I four extension. Yeah. Yep. It's it, as far as I'm aware, it is still there. At least it was a couple months ago. So, so I used to get um, get it from there until I discovered the loveliness of Tijuana Flats. Oh, I f- honestly, I forgot about that. And the one that's like right down the road from that's my so house. so good. So good. So it, it closed during quarantine. No. Yeah. We were, we were very upset because we had gotten it a few times during quarantine. And then we went out grocery shopping and we're at Publix there and happened to – there's the liquor store next to it and then – uh, and then Tijuana Flats. And so we were going to the liquor store and we happened to see Tijuana Flats. And we're like, eh, that looks very empty. I know, like, obviously we can't have people eating inside right now, but it still looks a little empty. And we walked over to it and there was a sign posted on the door that they had to shut down that location. We were very upset. <laughs> Is it back up and running or was it just a temporary thing? No, it was a permanent, it became a permanent thing. As far oh, as I'm aware, no. it's still closed. Yeah. So that so means the, your the closest, closest one. one is- I think I think the one on 192. Yeah, that would be your closest one. Um, yep. Yeah, we won't talk into crazy details because, you know, we would bore the audience. Um, <laughs> but I re- so that particular um, Publix slash drug. There's always a liquor store, whether it's Publix related <laughs> or not Publix related, like right next to one. Yeah. Because that's what you do. It's a smart idea. If you can't serve or sell. Um, hard liquor in your grocery store, at least have it right next to it. Uh-huh. Um, so that one, I remember um, going into it, and outside was this dude who's smoking because it's it's the guy who's always there. I think he's the okay. owner, and he yeah. he always hangs outside and has a smoke break. Like every time he's outside is his <laughs> smoke break. Um, so I was going into Publix and I saw him out there, and then I do all my groceries, and I and I was gonna go put them in my car and quickly go grab um quickly go grab some sort of vodka with him and he was still out there oh my gosh <laughs> and so it felt like i interrupted him as we went inside so that he could sell me some caramel vodka now th- the weird question is why did i need caramel vodka and it's all because of this awesome drink i call uh, uh alcoholic caramel apple all right, I'm intrigued now. Which is, um, which is just three very simple ingredients: um, caramel vodka, uh-huh. fresh apple cider, oh, and cinnamon. That's it. Simple, <laughs> plain and simple. Man, I have not had apple cider in ages it, that's weird coming from you for those of you who don't know adam is not a big fan of beer but he does like drinking his ciders yeah so you haven't had multi many ciders or much cider period or well so wait so when you're saying apple cider are we talking like cider like 
alcohol cider or are we talking like apple cider like apple juice but cider I, I, um originally i was talking about like fresh apple cider but now i'm broadening the entire spectrum okay. to alcoholic as well okay so i've ha- I, I just had a cider last night okay um in regards to the you know, alcohol beer type drink um but like fresh made like apple cider that you would get from like an apple orchard oh sure I have not had that in years since I moved down to Florida. Well, normally like, ar- around the um, like like October, n- not even that. Like like even August, if you look in the fruit juice um, aisle, um, uh-huh. just 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 kind of a little bit north ish um, direction wise of the produce, like the yeah, uh, yeah like all the greenery, um, uh-huh. they should have some. Actually, they might have some right now. So next time you're over there, just keep an eye out for it and just you know, grab some. I, I've seen it on occasion, but I just I have not actually gone and grabbed it. And it's just like back home in like October in the fall, there's apple cider everywhere because oh, sure. there's this apple orchards everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of farms and stuff back home and a lot of apple orchards. So there's just, you know, you could just go to like your, you know, just go to like a, a local apple orchard when you do apple picking and get a couple you know a couple gallons of apple cider in the fall and i just have not had any since i moved down here it's a little upsetting well (laughs) it's it's time to fix that of course it's harder to get like local stuff because there aren't any apple orchards it's just orange Uh, groves beyond you know beyond all the the vision in my future vision in my past the only thing that's here are the oranges that will last it's a little limerick <laughs> I just created there. Um, nice. Uh, so you get a whole bunch of like orange juices around, but like apple juices, I agree with you. Like there's there's nothing better than like a, a fresh apple cider because uh, uh-huh. growing up um, in in South Detroit, as I like to look, call it, was a great time because there were apple orchards all over the place. There was actually one um, at the midpoint. Uh, between my my parents' place and Central Michigan University, so like halfway, I could go and stop, pick up um, a, a hot donut and some fresh cider, and then continue oh. all the way up to campus. Oh, that sounds wonderful. The problem was, <laughs> I was a college kid and super poor, so I couldn't afford it. <laughs> it that's so tragic. <laughs> Oh, it's just it's it's super rough, you know, living the <laughs> lives that we did as pseudo privileged people with the ability to actually go to a university. Oh yeah, you you kind of you put that perfectly. <laughs> um, yeah, because there are so many other people who don't get that challenge or that that chance opportunity, uh-huh. um, but are still able to go and get some apple cider. So I guess the moral of the story, if there is one is, um, enjoy what's around you while it's around you. That's right. I like that. Thanks. I I have, I have my (laughs) moments. And then if the other moral of the story is that if you drink too much apple cider in one sitting, welcome to (laughs) Moe's. <laughs> just be on the toilet. <laughs> my my college roommate did um one of them. He he 
he decided to drink an entire gallon of apple juice in an hour. In an hour? Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Just <laughs> had the runs twenty minutes later. <laughs> we did not see him for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for those of you who are listening to this. If you have to experience our uh, our Moe's humor, but say la vie. Uh, speaking of humor and ridiculous things, um, you know how in every episode I ask people questions? Yes. So, a few episodes back, I asked people on Facebook all about something fun and ridiculous. So, it is now time for us to go to to do their segment known as Rhino and the Mailbox of Doom, where I'm going <laughs> to answer some questions and see how it goes. So, okay. a while back... Um, I asked, if you could live on any sci-fi or fantasy planet, where would it be? So I'm going to oh. um, list off some of these responses. I, like, I would like you to guess where their reference came from. Okay. I don't know if I answered this one on Facebook. <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous because um, I, I, I have to admit it, Adam, you, you're... Your knowledge of movies is a bit uh, limited. It's it's lacking. <laughs> um, so we'll at least see how far we can get. Um, starting <laughs> off here with Gallifrey. Do you know Gallifrey? the planet Gallifrey? Yes. Oh gosh, I have absolutely. No idea. Uh, it's the same place with the Lost Moon of Poosh, and that's going to be from Doctor Who. Oh, okay. So um, I've never actually seen Doctor Who. You're missing out, dude. Any of them. I am well aware. Well aware. <laughs> I've been told that for years. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy and ridiculous, and I think you definitely um, should check it out. Um, you would you'd like it, like oh, 100%. Yeah, there, there's one episode that you would need to watch to try to see if you would really like it, and I think it's the Vincent Van Gogh episode. Vincent Van Gogh, <laughs> no, that, that's how he pronounces it. Um, oh, okay, yeah, Van Gogh as opposed to Van Gogh. Got it, got it, okay. Um, but yeah, if you watch that one and you and you and you don't like it from there, you're not gonna like it because that's like the 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 heart of the entire show, okay. Or two hearts, if I were to make a Doctor Who joke. But, um, which which Doctor is that? That would be the eleventh Doctor, so that would be Matt Smith. Okay. It's it's a grand old time. Um, I'll I'll send it your way. Um, cool. so also in that question, because I asked if they could live in any sci-fi or fantasy planet or location, um, someone said the Shire. Oh, well, that's going to be Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Indeed. Um, let's see. We also got um, um, Earth 616. Earth 616. That's obviously referring to some sort of multiverse. Um, it, is, is it DC related at all? It's the other side of the spectrum. Marvel. Yeah. So that's the, the, the basic Marvel comic universe. Ah, okay, okay. See, also in here we've got Naboo. It's a Star Wars. Um, also, since they're back-to-back, um, Endor, Mandalore, Batu. All right. All, all great Star Wars locations. Tatooine and Coruscant. It just keeps going. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, someone <laughs> says Mordor. Okay. I don't know why they'd want to live in Mordor. I don't know. But... It, not, Mordor does not look fun. No, it does not. Uh, let's see. Someone else? It falls apart at the end. <laughs> said United Federation of Planets in the 23rd century. Uh, is that Firefly? That would be Star Trek. Oh, okay. I, I think they used the United Federation or something similar to that with Firefly and Serenity. Uh, well, with Firefly and Serenity, that's more like the Independence and the... Um, uh, what are they? The Independence and... Uh, Was it the Federation? Uh, Gosh, I, I haven't seen that in a while. I don't think so. Well, we'll eventually get to it. We'll circle back. We'll probably answer our own question in a half hour or so. Cool. <laughs> uh, we also got Mel Mac. Uh, that I know, but I never saw it. Uh, had the character Ralph? Rolf? It is Alf. Alf, that's yep. it. Thank Super close, okay. dude. Nice work. <laughs> Thanks. I could picture him, but I've never actually seen it. And the only reason I know the planet is from an episode of Big Bang Theory. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so, so to carry this out, um, we also got another Coruscant. Cloud City. Okay. And then uh, final, or the last two, we got Ryza. Ryza. It's a deep oh. cut. See if you can grab this one. I highly doubt it. That does not. No, I. I... Its nickname is the Pleasure Planet. No, got nothing. It's from Star Trek. It's where whenever they go on shore ah. leave, that's where they go. Got it. Okay. And then finally, I, nowhere. Guardians of the Galaxy. That is Marvel. correct. Yeah. Um, so if you could live on any sci-fi or fantasy planet, where would it be? Oh boy! Oh boy! Let's see. Um, huh. Ah, uh, I'm kind of thinking like Hogwarts and like Harry Potter. Okay. Kind of thing. I mean, even if I was still just a muggle, it, and and I was like Filch or something, you know, like living in the in the world but can't perform magic, I still think that'd be cool. But it'd be even cooler if I was a wizard. It would be super cool. Um, either way, so you just want an alternate reality where witchcraft, witchcraft, and wizardry is a thing. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I, I dig it. What, um, what house, or like like British Hogwarts house, would you belong to? Um, probably Hufflepuff. Okay. When 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 I did the uh, the test, it was a tie between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. And of course, because I was a kid when it when I when I did it, I went Gryffindor. But I, I think it's more. I think it'd be more Hufflepuff. I mean, being a Hufflepuff is awesome. Rachel's a Hufflepuff. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I've taken multiple different versions of the test um, multiple times. And nine times out of ten, I get the same <laughs> answer. Ravenclaw. Oh, it's a little bit darker than that, my friend. No, Slytherin. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am indeed a Slytherin. <laughs> And I'm okay with nice. it. <laughs> You're like, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, ambitious, driven, you know, go for it. I love it. Uh-huh. 
you know, there, nice. there are a couple of nasty little twits in the group, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's some bad eggs in in in, in amongst uh, probably all of the houses. So, well, speaking of Harry Potter, have good. you have you ever seen a very Potter musical? No. Okay. And I want to. <laughs> that should be like first on your list of things. Like, like check out that first, then Doctor Who. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, because a very Potter musical was done by some dudes from University of Michigan, um, and the there's multiple because like they did a few of them. It's by this production group known as um, known as Team Star Kid, and okay. um, their first one, Very Potter Musical, is basically like year four and year seven with the movies. Okay. So they took a bit of that, a bit of that, put it together. And they acted it out and have like a dozen songs through the three-hour journey. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's a great time. Super great time. Um, so I definitely recommend I will send you the link to that one like soon as we stop talking. <laughs> cool. Um, so that's what's up in that particular thing. If I were to live... Oh, geez. If I were to live on a sci-fi planet... See, I never even thought of my own answer. <laughs> you just put it out there to the whole Facebook world and didn't even you know consider what your answer would be. <laughs> you know, sometimes I do that because I, I like other people's answers more than I like my own. Uh-huh. You know, other people's art is also beautiful. That's right. And, you know, you deal with your own art all the time. So you're like, you just kind of want to experience other people's art. So I think I'd like to, oh boy. I'd like to um, live on the planet Namek. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like um, pre-invasion. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I don't think uh, you'd want to be there beforehand because uh, it doesn't last very long after that. No, no. Once Frieza <laughs> arrives, it's kind of a tragedy. But it's beautiful. It's got lots of, you know, a whole bunch of water and some unique um, architecture and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Namek would be a fun place to hang out at. That's cool. I, I like that one. It's it's either going to be that or Oa. I don't know Oa. Um, Oa is where the Guardians, um, not of the galaxy, but the Guardians of the Lantern hang out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, D- DC. Yeah, that's where the Green Lantern's uh, Green Lantern power is. Lantern Corps. And... Okay. Exactly. So that would be kind of a cool place if I were a member of the Corps. If I'm not a member of the Corps, I don't want to live there. <laughs> no? Because how do I breathe in space? Yeah, yeah. I don't. You, you just die. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Mars would be cool. Oh, did you see uh, big news from NASA today? Yes. As of this recording... Um, the one of the Mars dudes is on Mars. One of the yeah, the new new rover, right? Yeah, man. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Percy, Percy, per, Percy. Starts with a P. I'll get there. I always do. <laughs> like I, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. We're getting there. Let's see. Uh, who? One of my friends shared it. Uh, like I type on the magical home. Perseverance. Button. Okay, so Percy, right on. I've already nicknamed it. <laughs> yeah, perseverance is a long, it's a long one. I'm gonna call it Space Percy. <laughs> Done. Uh, and we're gonna talk about all sorts of other things. 
after a word from our sponsor. What's up, y'all? This is Nate Hampton, also known as Cousin Nate. Got myself a new SoundCloud up and running. Would appreciate the likes, the listens, the follows, and all that good stuff. If you like up-tempo, fast-paced mixes, this is the place for you. Also going to have a lot more mixes coming up real soon. So give it a follow. It's www.soundcloud.com slash cousin underscore Nate. Thank you so much. Are you currently wearing a Team Ryan O shirt? Well, if you're not, you should be. And you can be. At our merchandise shop, Zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. We've got all sorts of amazing shirts, even pertaining to some amazing inside jokes here, including choices were made. Ryan O is my hero. Adam's cheesesteaks, the rambunctious Johnson sick note tour shirt, and much, much more. You can even find some koozies, some hats, and some other amazing stuff only at the Zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. Did you know with Ryan O? Alrighty. Um, so I've looked up some ridiculous things that I need to share with you, Adam. They're like 100% ridiculous. Not like 90%, but 100% ridiculous. 100%. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm here for it. Um. So, have you ever had a pear cider? A pear of cider? Or pear cider. Oh, pear cider. No, yeah. I've not. Um, no, no, I don't think I have. Apparently, pear cider, um, even though we claim it as pear cider, isn't actually a cider. Really? Because only an alcoholic beverage made from fermented apples, and only apples, is a cider. Huh. Okay. Yep. Um, Interesting. There are some alcoholic beverages that can be made from pears, but that drink is known as Perry, and that would be kind of weird. It was apparently popular in England, but fell out of flavor during the second half of the 20th century. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think I have. Had, I, I did have a pear cider recently. I think it was like a variety pack, and there were like two or three of the pack was pear ciders. Not a big fan. Yeah, you gotta really love pears in order to like be super into, um, into that sort of thing. Uh huh. Um, but it's something that is pretty good. Um, so if you were to tenderize meat, like so, so Adam, how often do you <laughs> like you cook <laughs> with meat, like grilling or whatnot? Um, not as often now that I'm back to work, but. During quarantine, it was at least once a day. So if you were to, to cook with it and you were to try to break down the meat beforehand, um, what would you use as like a marinade um, of some sort? Um, I have used, like for chicken, I've used uh, Italian salad dressing. Okay. Um, my parents, when they make London broil, they use mustard, like okay. yellow mustard yeah. over the top. Um, I've done some, you know, some, uh, like marinades from the store that was like, uh, like Hawaiian thing, like marinades. So it was pineapple with a couple other spice, pineapple juice, a couple other spices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about it. 
that I, I've really ever used for marinades. Well, you did mention um, the the Hawaiian style. Um, so apparently, the the fruit pineapple um, has this enzyme um, bromelain, which able which is able to break down protein chains, making it um, ideal to like marinate meats when you don't have a lot of time. But it doesn't huh. work for jams or jellies because the enzyme breaks down gelatin as well. Interesting. Yeah. So you're not ever going to have like a pineapple jelly. I, I, I don't think so. Um, if you do, like you, you found some interesting way to do so. Uh, apparently the bromelian is so strong that the pineapple processors, the people who use it have to wear protective gloves. Otherwise over time, the enzyme will eat away at their skin on their face and hands. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I've never been like the biggest fan of pineapple, but now I'm just like, do I really want to like get a pineapple and slice it up? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, you know, it's one of those sad things um, that I can't have a lot of pineapple um, in my diet because when I was a teenager, I learned that I was allergic to citrus. Oh, that's very un- unfortunate. But it's not like a, a super harsh allergy. It's just like a, a, a mild allergic reaction. Okay. So I can so eat like... pineapple slices um, and be okay. But if I eat a lot of them, my face might start to break out a little bit later. Okay. So it's just like one of those things you're just like, I can put up with this for a little bit on occasion. Yeah. So they're like, like little treats for me. It's like a little little bit here and there. Um. Which which was rough because as a kid I didn't drink soda until listen to my little Midwest accent I didn't I didn't drink any carbonated <laughs> beverages until I was in college um, so beforehand I was just drinking a whole bunch of juices okay which kind of explained how my face turned into a pizza when I was a teenager due to all yeah. that all that citrus but i loved it and i was eating and drinking healthy and i was you know where i wanted to be but apparently my body said no thank you sir <laughs> went heck no start drinking all that soda yeah i didn't start drinking soda until i was about 20 ish uh let's just oh, say wow. for legal reasons i uh, 21 because i was <laughs> using it a- as an additive um in order to help make beverages um, consumed easier with other <laughs> additions. Uh, it's a very good way to put it. <laughs> That's the legal way I'm going to put it. Uh, yeah, not going to specify anything. Nothing specific here. <laughs> I, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I prefer Pepsi over over Coke if I am going to mix it with uh, Mr. Captain. <laughs> Mr. Captain, mm-hmm. you know those, those those beverages that are you know made with fermented fruits. Yes, and sugar, <laughs> sugar cane broken down. A lot of sugar. Um. <laughs> well, speaking of pirates, <laughs> and captains. Um, when you think of pirates, um, what sort of imagery immediately comes to mind? Nowadays, it's Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Uh, so, like, what about him, like, like his his image-wise, um, screams pirate? Uh, the, like, bandana wrapped around his head with the 
triangle pointed, you know, like the triangle looking hat, uh, leather, leather, like piratey looking hat that he's got. It's kind of tri- it's like a triangle shaped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, I'm also kind of picturing like Assassin's Creed four. Um, so, you know, like a, uh, jacket, like leather, almost like a leather jacket. Uh, it's a little bit longer, um, like a band, almost like a bandana or something wrapped around as like a belt with like, and it like flows off to the side. It's a little bit longer. Okay. So it's, it's more like, like the, the hats, um, um, sort of like a very specific wear to it. Yeah. So, so the, some of them yeah, the outfits and stuff. Some of them also like have ridiculous reasons as to why they wore other things. The hat was probably because of whatever they could find, whatever they could find that could cover their head due to like the like sun and and the weather and whatnot. But uh-huh. a lot of pirates apparently wore earrings um, because they thought it improved their eyesight. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, there, there are many reasons why they wore it. Um, some sailors would adorn their ears with trinkets from faraway lands to show how well-traveled they were. Okay. Other pirates um, were known to believe that the precious metals in the earrings had magical properties that could protect them um, from and even cure bad eyesight. Huh. They also thought that the Weird. earrings could eat, aid in seasickness as well as prevent them from drowning. From drowning? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. But but that's not that's, the most ridiculous thing about like pirate um about like pirate apparel and whatnot. <sighs> Sometimes pirates didn't wear eye patches because they had an eye missing. Then I say that again. Uh-huh. Wait. Wait, sometimes Sometimes didn't. pirates didn't wear eye patches because they had an eye missing. They just wore it. Oh, yes. They did it, apparently, so they could see better in the dark. Yes. Uh, I actually remember seeing a Mythbusters episode about this. Um, and I, I guess, like, they, the uh, eye patch would cover the one eye to kind of preserve their night vision. So, like, when they would then go below decks, they could s- kind of switch the eye patch over and see better in the dark because that eye has become accustomed to the the dark the 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 lack of light. That that's ridiculous. So, did they prove it, or <laughs> yes, or or was it just uh, a bunch of malarkey? Or no, actually, I I think it proved that it did help. I don't know how much, but I think they were able to. They set up like an obstacle course in the dark. Um, and I I think they did better in the courses when they switched the, when when they after wearing an eye patch and then moving it over and using that eye to see in the dark. All right. I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure it actually helped. So so nowadays we have these modern things called sunglasses <laughs> that do the same thing when we're going outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So it works a lot better. <laughs> so sunglasses are the modern eye patch. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. It's ridiculous and I oh my half, gosh. and I love it. That's a bit, yes, I'm, oh my gosh. 
I'm just gonna refer to it refer to my glass my sunglasses as my eye patch now. Yes, your your modern <laughs> eye patch. My, my, my modern eye patch. Oh, I gotta, I'm going outside. I gotta put my modern eye patches on. See, like you and me and like five other people will understand that joke. <laughs> uh, unless they're fans of this show, which if they are fans of this show, they should be wearing an Adam's Cheesesteaks shirt. Oh, heck yeah. Be- because it's awesome. It's, of course it is. It's a beautiful color. Uh, yeah. What was it? Purple? Uh, the logo is, is purple. Think? The shirt is kind of a teal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they can always customize the shirt color if they feel like it. Really easy to do. Beautiful thing about, you know, a little shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so one final thing I got to uh, bring up that's ridiculous because I, I just I just have to share um, is the word of the day. Okay. So the word of the day, what happens is I'm going to tell you what it is, and I want to see if you can guess what it means. Okay. All right. So the word of the day is toady. Toady? T-O-A-D-Y. Toady. Um, it is an abbreviation for totally awesome. <sighs> I wish it was because it should be. Um, no, uh, gosh, I have no idea. What 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 is the context? Is it is there uh, or ba- history for this word? Background? I don't know. Um, it'd be difficult for me to to. Okay, so here we say. Explain it without giving it away. Uh, let's see if I can do this. Um, the editorial unfairly characterizes the appointee as one of the mayor's mayor's toadies, ignoring her long record of service to the community. That's based on the website. So I'm going to do one even better. Um, maybe I can't. Yikes. <laughs> Here, well, let's, let's try. Okay. Um, the series characters, let's, this is talking about um, The Office, were borrowed okay. from his British parent, the buffoonist boss, the over-the-top toady, uh, the everyman prankster and a sweet receptionist, but the delightful journeys of Michael, Dwight, Jim, and Pam belonged entirely to the talent and appeal of the American writers and actors behind them. That's thanks to MarianWebster.com. So in this one, they were comparing t- Dwight um, as an over-the-top toady. So what do you think a toady is? Um. Huh. A. Almost like a, like a, 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 a suck up, kiss up, kiss up. Oh, you are super close. So what it is, it's one who flatters in the hope of gaining favors. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Super close, dude. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found the word toady and I'm like, this is a ridiculous word. Like <laughs> it has nothing to do with toads. <laughs> At all. But it like, has to do with toad eaters. Toad eaters? Yes. In the 17th century Europe, okay. um, a toad eater was a showman's assistant whose job was to make the boss look good. So the toad eater would eat or pretend to eat what were supposed to be poisonous toads. And then the charlatan in charge, um, the, the showman, would then quote unquote save the toad afflicted assistant by expelling the poison. Huh. 
So that's where its derivation comes from. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, man. Toady. So that, 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 that's what I was trying to get at before. I was like, like, what's the background to this word? Like, where did it come from? Then? Yeah, okay. and, and, I, and I couldn't really go into it without, like, really without going into it. giving it away? It. Yeah. That's so weird. And on, honestly, that it kind of... It, it Final Fantasy makes a little bit more sense now. Does it? How so? <laughs> there's there's an, an, an a uh, like a status ailment in some of the games called Toad. Okay. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, it, it didn't turn me into a Toad. What? Or like, or it doesn't turn people into Toad. What the heck does it do? Ah, uh, maybe it, suck ups. Maybe it's like a almost. Well, yeah, like it might kind of be like a poison thing. Hmm. Maybe. I got to look into it more, but I'm just because I'm just like, oh, they pretend to eat a poison toad and be and then be healed by their boss. Nice. So I'm just like, ah, maybe that's it. Because like I, I I was I've been I play started playing Final Fantasy seven, like the original game during quarantine because I've never actually played it. And one of the like materia that you can get for for yourself is toad. And I'm like, what does that do? And it didn't give me a description of the magic. Okay. I was like, what, the, what what the heck does this do? I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna equip this and like waste my time leveling it up. If it, I don't even know what it does, so I'm just like, I'll just stick with fire. <laughs> it, would it have like some? So you're assuming it has something to do with poison as opposed to a charismatic element. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. Huh. So uh, I have no idea. <laughs> so I like where this is going, so I'm going to jump on it. Um, okay. So Final Fantasy VII, you started playing it um, about a year ago. Have you finished it yet? or No. <laughs> okay. So so how much of it have you played so far? Um, not more than I've played in the past. Fair. I've, I've, I've owned the game uh, on... Like multiple different platforms, I had it on the P on the PSP or the PS no on the PS Vita. Um, actually, I think that's the only place I had it before. And then uh, I bought it on the Switch. That's where I started playing it again. But I I had tried to play it a few times on the Vita and only made it past like the very first. Didn't even make it past the very first level. Like I was still I had never even gone into the Shinra building the very very beginning um i've made it past that point now uh i i got to i got to that like iconic cutscene of sephiroth in fire just walking away from the mayhem he just caused um so like i i that part was coming up and i just i'm playing and then the cutscene appeared and was like oh, there it is nice um, <laughs> because like Sephiroth is now, and like I started playing it more very recently. I, I've stopped again since I get sidetracked so easily with video games. Oh, but sure. I started playing it again more recently when Nintendo announced Sephiroth as the newest playable character in Super Smash Brothers. Okay. And I geeked out hardcore when I saw that. Uh, release trailer and i was like oh my gosh we get to play a sephiroth and it's amazing and when you if you win a sephiroth that's one of the ending animations for him winning but it's like all in like hd and everything and he's just turning around into the flames and i what got to actually see like the original 
one when I, while I was playing. So I got past that, and I have not gotten much farther since. Okay. Right on. Um. So, so the only thing that I've ever done with Final Fantasy besides the original NES, um, what was music because my my marching band in high school, um, played One Wing Angel as one of their songs my <laughs> sophomore year. Nice. So that's like as far as my Final Fantasy um, experience is because a Final Fantasy pretty much became a PlayStation exclusive after a while. Uh, yeah. Because like, se- like that, 7 that- through 13, I think, were PlayStation only? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. 14 was online, so that I think they opened up to... I think that was everything. And then... Uh, 15 was definitely on everything. And they've since opened it up. Like, you can get Final Fantasy on pretty much any console now. I think, like, like I said, I have 7 and 8 on my Switch. I have 10 on, uh, do I have 10 on my, I don't have 10 on my Switch, but you can get 10 on your Switch. You can get 10 on Steam. I have 12 on my Switch. They've since broadened the horizon of playability with final fantasy and, and a lot of consoles did that quite often they made um a lot of their games very exclusive um which at one point i understand i get it it's the drive to get there but but you kind of miss out if your family doesn't have all of the consoles yeah yeah so, so, you know, so we had the the xbox um for for a while so i was way deep into that halo life before that i had a okay. nintendo 64 um so so that was a grand old time with the banjo kazooies and marios and whatnot uh-huh but but the rpgs they never really um jumped in on the xbox side until the 360 came about okay so i was the opposite uh my my first console my like my brother and i shared consoles obviously but uh my first console was the ps2 so i had kingdom hearts i had final fantasy i had all of the like rpg type games Mm -hmm. that i could play but there weren't as many first person shooter games i guess we had medal of honor on the ps2 but um you know no halo no gears um I, I had handheld Nintendo systems before, so I had you know those games, but I didn't have Super Smash Brothers or Banjo Kazooie or any of the N64, Super Mario 64. I had to play all that at friends' houses. Um, before and then eventually, Nintendo 64, I um, I had the the Sega Genesis and the original NES, and of course the um, the, the the Game Boy. But like like I said, Nintendo 64 made me like feel like I was missing out on all these fancy RPG games. Uh-huh. Especially that that crazy one, that Kingdom Hearts, man. I I never to this day, I've never really played it. More than like I, I think I've played twenty minutes of it like in total. Um because I was hanging out with some gal um in, in college. Like we were just chilling and that's what she had, so I just saw what was you know what was happening and experienced pretty much an island that's the only thing i've ever played in the kingdom uh-huh. hearts <laughs> nice that was a great segue i, I like it thanks i have my moments 
yeah. <laughs> I kind of snuck that in there too. I was just like, ah, this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's very upsetting because it's it's an it's a very confusing series, but it's such a great series. So I I absolutely love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so so you've played all of the Kingdom Hearts, pretty much. Almost pretty yeah. much, yeah. All of the all of the important ones. <laughs> so, so, I would like you to just start me down with with just the, the beginning, like like the first Kingdom Hearts. What's it all about, dude? Because all I know are like Keyblades and Donald's kind of a a, a jerk because he never helps you when he's supposed <laughs> to. He never heals you. <laughs> so so tell me what's up you, with you, the you, Kingdom you, Hearts. You never die. You never die because you're a bad player. You always die because Donald didn't heal you. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it, it's it's such an interesting um, collaboration with Disney and you know Final Fantasy. It's something you never. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different you know games and 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 stuff that do these cool collaborations and crossovers but uh these two is just something special um because so like like i said i started with the ps2 as like my first console so kingdom hearts was on there but um i really 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 enjoyed final fantasy games Mm -hmm. and they were always almost exclusively a playstation exclusive game so i had you know a bunch of different final fantasy games that i had played in the past and loved the characters and everything and growing up i was always just my family was just a huge disney fan so this game is just perfect because it just combines like my two favorite genres basically who doesn't Um, like disney and exactly. So it's it, it's weird. So you, you start out, you know, you play as this character, Sora, and that's where you're on that island you were talking about is Destiny Island. And, and, and Sora is the dude with the spiky hair and the big shoes. He's the, one with the, the spiky hair, the giant shoes, the keyblade, the big baggy pants. Um, he, uh, he and his friends go to this island just to kind of play. It's not... You know, they have this treehouse they have set up and everything. It's not where they actually live. Um, and you see, like, a little bit of, uh, I think, Sora's actual house um, in the beginning of the game. But then you just you go and hang out on Destiny Island and, you know, this, you know fun times. And, you know, just playing with your friend Riku and Kyrie doing, you know, like, races and, and stuff like that. It's literally the just beginning of the game is you, like, running around and learning basically just the movement mechanics. So they have you, you know, racing and stuff and sparring with sticks um you pretty much described my entire experience (laughs) anything from there is news to me dude (laughs) that was that was the whole beginning and the first time i played it i was still pretty young and i it took me forever just to get off that island because sparring with riku i'm pretty sure you I feel like you had to beat him, or maybe it was you had to beat the race. I don't remember, and I just could not. No, no, that's that's not what it was. You had to find some bird eggs, and I, there was one I could not find. It was on top of a freaking palm tree, so you'd like climb up the tree and jump on top of the palms to collect the egg, and I struggled with that for so long. So back in the day, kids, um, if you were to play a game and you got stuck at a spot. You couldn't just go on your magical phone and like look up some sort of YouTuber and be like, "How do I, I do yeah. this?" 
you can just look up a, a tutorial. If you wanted that, you had to buy the Game Pro or whatever magazine the, the, yeah, you the, had. The, yeah, like the Game Pro like game guide. You had to go out and buy this like thirty dollar walkthrough for a fifty dollar yeah, game. That's like a couple hundred pages thick. It's just like a magazine sized book. It's just gigantic, which was always like they were always great. It had a whole like every single enemy in the game and they, like, there's a whole bestiary of every boss and enemy you could fight they, they were the coolest things um i bought a lot of them um but yeah you couldn't just google it you couldn't just go on youtube and figure out how to get through destiny island um so i was stuck when, on that when, for, when ign was created um they had their walkthroughs in their faq sections um but it was kind of like more like a message board thing and so if you wanted to figure out how to like respond to certain dialogue trees in the mid 2000s in order to, or early 2000s, I should say, yeah, super early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, in order to uh-huh. figure out how to complete, like get where you want to go, um, you had to deep dive into their message board and figure <laughs> out what's up. And, and so that was like the next spot to that. But still, like if you were stuck in some place, you were totally struggle. stuck for a while. <laughs> it was a struggle. Um, so to, to, to move it along, on the uh, the the first instance of like Final Fantasy and Disney crossover, well, that wasn't even Disney crossover at that point. But the first instance of like Final Fantasy characters in the game is you talk to like Titus and. Um, Oh gosh, uh, Waka and another Final Fantasy character as like kids okay. that are also on the island playing, and they each ask you a question, and based on your answers, uh, determined basically how you were gonna level up in the game. Okay. It was it, it was interesting, but they never told you that. You just had to like figure it out through like multiple playthroughs or eventually you know like buying the walkthrough guide um and so like you know depending on your answers there and depending on like the very first instance of the heartless which are the enemies of the game you have to choose dark glue glue guys right yeah they're like they're like little black. Well, like the, the the basic heartless are just these little black, weird-looking creatures with big yellow eyes, and um, you know, you 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 get sucked into this portal, this door, basically, just pulls you know, pulls you in on the island, and that's when you kind of you go into this weird realm that has uh, this these it's this cool like stained glass picture of like Sora and stuff. And, um, that's when you first kind of leave the world that you grew up on and are able to start traveling to different worlds. Um, and based on your answers with these final fantasy characters and whether you choose a, the sword for strength, the shield for defense or the, the staff for magic will determine, as you level up, which stat boosts you get and at what level certain abilities will, will unlock for you. So basically it generates your your class for you at that second. Uh, yeah, as, essentially without it stating it. Like you play as Sora, P- 
period, but you you don't it never says that you're specifically a mage or a soldier or a tank. Yeah. In in the game, it just it's just kind of ends up becoming your play style based on what you choose and it, it's just it's interesting. Um and I always picked the 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 answers and the the question the 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 items to be able to get um uh what was it the the ability that um basically allows you to take a hit that would normally kill you and survive with one hp okay um i always chose that route that got me that ability soonest because gotcha. there's I, I think if you, if you chose like the magic one you didn't unlock it until you got to level 99 so you chose the sword or the and shield? I, I think it was always i think it was always the sword got it got you at first okay um things and, to know because because i'm thinking about possibly playing it <laughs> uh and, and it's super easy to pick up now they have like you can get the entire almost the entire series in a single game um, for sixty dollars or whatever, you can get the Kingdom Hearts one point one one point five and two point five remix bundle pack, mm-hmm. and it has uh, four playable games and two games that are just the cutscenes, so basically just the story, all in a single pack. Sure. Um, so, so you're after... going in the portal, like like. So yes, what happens yes. after this portal? Like, like so, so, so you get you get sucked to this door, and you end up in this weird little in between world, and then you uh, fight the your your first big bad boss, um, Heartless, and it, it's called Dark Side. Uh, it is just this big hulking, awesome looking Heartless. He's just still just all black, big yellow eyes, and he's got this like almost like flowing hair and he summons the other little heartless um and you you beat dark side and uh, it's been so long i don't exactly remember what happens i don't remember if you get sucked through another door or whatnot but you end up kind of unconscious in the middle of this world called traverse town and um you're just kind of like propped up against the side of a building in this back alleyway and you wake up to a dog licking your face and the dog is this adorable yellow dog named pluto oh right on and this is the first instance now of the game that you are introduced to disney characters okay it's just like oh my gosh it's pluto and then uh pluto is accompanied by donald and goofy and you guys like they kind of they wake up and and talk to you and you're confused you have no idea where you're at and they kind of you know help you along the way and they become your your pals through the entire series basically best friends um and in traverse town you, know, you meet donald the goofy in traverse town and there's a whole, a whole bunch of other final fantasy characters there you meet uh leon uh well, they call him Leon in Final in Kingdom Hearts, but it's Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, you meet Yuffie, you meet Tifa, just a whole bunch of famous 
Final Fantasy characters, and the ones that you interact with the most are from Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Uh, and you learn that there are Heartless invading this world when you're there. And um, when you're in that little in-between world, that's where you get your Keyblade for the first time, and you start using the Keyblade. And uh, it's basically just a sword that um, also gives you the ability to um kind of unlock worlds and okay. like save them from the heartless and ah, then and, and all of the worlds because of the heartless have been disconnected from each other and the you, you say worlds worlds like hypothetically like like nightmare before christmas sort of thing yes okay, okay yeah so so in the game the worlds are different Disney titles. Gotcha. Okay. So Traverse Town is the is one world that is the first world you start in. It has nothing to do with Disney. Sure. Um, but then from there, the next worlds that you can go to is uh, Alice in Wonderland, um, right on. Tarzan, and um, the Olympus Coliseum. So Hercules. Okay. Um, and you you end up unlocking or locking, I don't remember exactly what it is, Traverse Town and protecting it, saving it from the Heartless. Um, you meet Merlin while you're there, who teaches you magic, and uh, the farther you get along the uh, in the story, the more magic abilities Merlin teaches you, so you learn your magic from Disney's wizard. That's um, awesome. Which, yeah, it's so cool. Um, and as you unlock more worlds you um start to learn about this thing called kingdom hearts and it's really vague you don't really know what kingdom hearts exactly is um other than the like the the, the boss the big bad boss of the whole game Ansem, uh is telling you that kingdom hearts is a world of darkness um then you find out Kingdom Hearts is really a world of light, and at the end of the game, you finally you unlock Kingdom Hearts and open it up, and you you beat Ansem with the power of light, basically. So you're saying um, you beat darkness with light? No yeah, way! Yeah, it's amazing. It, it's it's amazing. That's cool. uh, and it only gets more confusing <laughs> from there. Oh sure, yeah. So so let's let's keep um on track based on where we are with time, um for this episode. So with um. So the so Kingdom Hearts, the first game, what were some of your favorite moments or, or memories with the first game? Oh, man. Um, I That was honestly my first instance ever of Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. I had never seen the movie before. Um, it was never one of those that, you know, there were just some Disney movies that I had never really seen growing up and that was one of them um and it was kingdom hearts rather than the movie itself that really led me to love nightmare before christmas and jack skellington as a character nice um because it was just it was the coolest world it's you know this dark creepy looking world it's you know it's nightmare before christmas so even though it's dark and creepy it's still light and cheerful because you have jack who is not you know he's, he's the the pumpkin king and he's supposed to be all scary but he's just this lighthearted, awesome guy who uh just really loves christmas um 
and it was just this really cool world and you got one of the coolest keyblades from from that that world and uh i always tried to get there as soon as i could whenever i would play through the game to unlock that keyblade and use that one for the game until you got uh, oh. to unlock oblivion which is another which is a one of the classic kingdom hearts keyblades it's just this black keyblade that's just really cool and powerful so each um, keyblade has its own special and unique abilities and whatnot yeah so um you basically equip keychains to your keyblade and that's what changes its appearance and its abilities and its stats and like some keyblades uh like the the the, the one that you get from beast is modeled after his rose so I think it's called, you know, Thorn of Roses or something like that. Okay. It's a really short keyblade. It has it has almost no reach. It's incredibly short, but it has, I think, a lot of attack because you know it's from Beast and he's just a big, oh sure, crazy guy. So, um, but it has like no reach. Um, the one from Nightmare Before Christmas, I don't remember what it's called, um, has a, a very long reach. And it's it the, the 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 design of it's just really cool. You have a lot where you you can, you know, attack enemies at a obviously it's a sword regardless, but you can attack enemies at a little bit more distance. Um, it was a little bit more well balanced between attack and magic, um, as as opposed to some of the other keyblades, um, like that the rose one. Um, and I always tried to play a more balanced play style anyway, so I always tried. I always used magic and melee attacks, you know, together. Sure. Uh, and yeah, so each each world you uh, when you when you complete the world and save it, you unlock a new keyblade from that world, basically. Nice. Um, and so it was always really cool, kind of going through different worlds, seeing the the um, your appearance changed in the world on occasion. So like oh. you, when you went to night in the first game, I think nightmare for Christmas was really the only one that your appearance really changed. Um, but Donald uses his magic to change your appearance slightly. So that way they looked more spooky and they were in line with the theming of that world. And they didn't kind of throw the world out, out of balance because like the characters in their own world don't know that there are, other disney world like other worlds oh i get it okay. around um so instead of just these this duck and dog and guy kind of just showing up who don't look creepy or spooky at all your donald's magic changes so that way goofy is a mummy um and you know you have like you're almost like a vampire sora is like a vampire and um it was just really cool going through each world and seeing how the heartless change in each world. There's different types of heartless based on where you're at. Like there were monkey heartless in the Tarzan world. Um, and here my brain is thinking like based on um, the Disney cartoon show, um, the house of mouse that everybody knows everybody, but you're saying that all these <laughs> worlds are separate. Uh, for the most part. I mean, so the, you know, there are, they kind of learn that, you know, that obviously Sora's not from around there. Sometimes they say he's, uh, actually, I don't think they ever really tell the characters he's not from that planet, or, you know, not from that world. But okay. um, like the the main characters, like the Final Fantasy characters, Leon and Yuffie and, and Tifa and stuff, they know that there are different worlds because they're they're helping you fight the 
darkness and fight the heartless and um you know so they're aware that there are different worlds that you're traveling to mickey is the king um and he's aware that there are other worlds and so like obviously well, sure, he's, a king. he's a king yeah of course he's got to know um he's king mickey um he's also a keyblade wielder um and uh it's just it's just a fun time it just it gets very confusing as this the the original game was very cut and dry it was very you know light versus dark you know you have the the heartless which are bad the keyblade wielders which are good the seven i think seven princesses of light which are basically the the different disney princesses um are used to like their their seven lights i think it's i think it's seven whatever um are used to kind of help keep kingdom hearts safe um and it was just very linear very cut you know easy to understand sure the farther along you get past the island yes once you get past the island (laughs) (laughs) uh the farther along the series got the more convoluted it all became uh but it's still just such a fun game series so in the game series um let's say hypothetically you had a friend um, with with extreme artistic capabilities. If you uh-huh. could have any item in on the Kingdom Hearts, like recreated, um, and just have it, you know, as like a giant prop in your house or room or whatever, what sort of thing would you want? Oh, it would one hundred percent be the Oathkeeper and Oblivion Keyblades. Okay, and it and that's super. It, it it is not very um, oh gosh what's the word that I'm looking for uh, unique sure <laughs> when it when it comes to uh, Kingdom Hearts fan base yeah that that's like the thing that people want is either, oh, like yes. a giant keyblade which I remember going to to and MegaCon going to MegaCon in like like 2012 or whatever mm-hmm. and under there like. Um, weapons, things that you could buy there. Like, it was right next to the Hyrule sword and shield. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you yep. want, like, a, a basic or, like, like the grand known for thing, like like Sting from um, from Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit sword. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like, exactly. That sort it, of it icon. Was... Uh, it, it's it's either the the base keyblade, it's just you know the yellow handle with the, the silver blade with a, a a Mickey Mouse head keychain on it, or it's Oathkeeper in Oblivion. Right on. Because like Oathkeeper is you, you get when you uh, save your friend Kyrie, um, and it is the essence of like your friendship and like. Um, it's basically the the keyblade of light and then uh you get in the original game um oblivion after you fight your friend riku who has been controlled and taken over by the darkness okay. um so then oblivion is like the quintessential darkness keyblade so it was always just this cool combination of light and dark together and um in, in Kingdom Hearts 2, you end up uh, dual-wielding uh, Keyblades at one point. So it was always like, well, duh, i got a dual-wield Oblivion and Oathkeeper. Like, there's 
no question there. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, if you get two awesome things, why not just... It's like having peanut butter and chocolate simultaneously. <laughs> you just can't go wrong with those two things together. That's awesome. Well, like pizza and beer. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> which which should be the sponsor of this show, Pizza and uh, Beer Together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so what what about the music? Like, do you like the music from it? Is it more interesting than the Final Fantasy stuff? Oh, the music is so cool. Um, I would probably say yes. It's it, it it's very. And they actually they have a whole, and I'm sure they probably do this with with Final Fantasy as well. But they have um, Kingdom Hearts touring orchestra concerts sure um that obviously of course they do <laughs> i don't i don't think they're doing right now but um yeah yeah of course they do you know it's like uh i i went to a, a game of thrones orchestra concert once um because they do things because, where people are doing like um a live orchestra to like harry potter or star wars or so of course they have a touring orchestra yeah yeah and they have they have a kingdom hearts one and it's just it's so cool like they have there's such amazing iconic songs each each title has its own theme song and they're all just they're all so good and then just the the background music between like each world has iconic disney music that, that plays and you know like nightmare before christmas they play this is halloween as the background to it um but there's some of the other like when you're not in the world the the disney worlds they just have such cool unique iconic music to them that i just absolutely love and then it also it's final fantasy so it incorporates different final fantasy things um sephiroth is one of the secret bosses that you can fight um i struggled incredibly to beat him the first time i played through actually i couldn't beat him the first time i played the original game and then when I played it again, when it came out as the final mix version, I like I grinded so much to beat him because I'm like, this is such a hard boss. And then I beat him the first time around. I'm like, was it just because I was a kid? It's probably because I was a kid. It, it happens sometimes, <laughs> you know, as we mature, it, it so easy. <laughs> so does our um, gaming experiences. Yeah. Um, but like Sephiroth's iconic music is is there every time you fight him in the game. Uh, honestly, he's only ha he's in the first one and second one, and that's it. But both times you both times you fight him in the game, you see him. He appears in the first one. It's epic. He appears in the Coliseum after this this pillar of light shines down, and then all of a sudden he's just there, and you see the sword, and it's a dun 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 dun, dun, dun and his music just starts playing. You go. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Nice. <laughs> because they don't tell you who the boss is that you're fighting. Okay. Uh, it's just question marks until you actually fight him the first time. It just says question mark, question mark, question mark. It's just question marks across the board. And you're like, who is this? And you go into the fight and then like you see the sword and the wing and the music. And you're just like, oh, oh my. Nice. <laughs> and then you're just like, I'm screwed. And I, I was the first time. <laughs> so so with this game as kind of a, a little minor wrap up here, if you were to, to recommend it, like what are some of the super highlights that you would recommend um, in order to get people to play this game? Um, so it's just it's, it's an awesome and I've said it multiple times already. It's an awesome mix of. Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. It's made by Square Enix, who just does RPG games 
so so well but it's also made by disney who you know helps you know does thing you know the 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 quirky characters and the lightheartedness really really well it's 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 an awesome blend of of both and they've made it so easy now to be able to get into the series it's it's coming out on pc for the first time in like a month on the epic games site um and they you can get it on so you can get on pc xbox and playstation now and they have you know a bundle of a 1.5 hd remix and the 2.5 hd remix which has all of the playable games basically up until kingdom hearts dream drop distance which is the next installment going forward after kingdom hearts 2 so it's just, it's so e- and even that you can kind of get in a bundled deal too okay. um it's just you know a single game and then it's just so easy to start playing and progress through the story and the the whole series you uh i would recommend like you don't have to i still ha- have not seen every single kingdom hearts thing in order to understand the whole the whole series as long as you play the first one the second one and then birth by sleep which is a prequel to the whole thing uh those characters are important uh as long as you play those three games going to start with you'll understand a lot of the series and you get all three of those games in that one bundle right so on. it's just super easy to, to to jump into it it's t- it, it's a commitment you know, it's three full games there is a there's a lot Two, two of them, and, and each one of those three games, if you purchase it in the bundle, are the final mix versions, which are basically like the that game's version of the Game of the Year edition. So it has like all of the extra side secret bosses. It has you know a whole bunch of different you know extra stuff added on top of it. You can do end game afterwards, but even with you know not taking that in consideration you could still just go through the story of those three games and understand for the most part, what's happening when you buy, when you get Kingdom Hearts three. Right on. So, so between now and, and the next time you're on here, I'm going to have to dabble with the first game and see if I can get past that first Island. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you have a, do you have a PlayStation now or is it still only Xbox? I only have an Xbox. However, I do have uh, that giant bundle pack in my library. Hey, perfect. All right, cool. <laughs> I just had to figure out what game I want to temp or like, you know, clear off of my hard drive in order to, to do with it. So I've got room. That's, it's always the struggle when it comes to gaming anymore <laughs> is um, which game am I going to, am I going to delete off the hard drive to make room for this new one? <laughs> and I think the answer is going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey because Valhalla is on there now. Oh, okay. So, you know, you're just working on Valhalla. You already got through Odyssey, you know, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I already dealt with Alexios and Cassandra and whatnot and all of their drama. Uh-huh. <laughs> so much drama. Yeah, and then, like, maybe between now and the next time, like, like we record, I might be able to finish Dragon Age, which is something that I've been working on for forever. Yes. So I actually... I can ask you this question here. Or we can you can talk to me later on, but um, I just bought I think Inquisition. Okay. Is, is is it worth starting that 
first thing, or should, or is there is there background that I should I should should I get some of the other games first? So so as someone who's played all of them um, in depth multiple times through, I think you'll enjoy Inquisition more if you've played the other two first. Just like you wouldn't start at Kingdom Hearts three without playing okay. one and two. Got it. Okay. You can. But you, there'd be some things that you would miss when they would reveal themselves. Okay. So I okay. think you that's, should start at fair. Origins. Oh, I don't think that one. I should have got that one, too. Inquisition was on a bundle deal on yep. Steam with Mass Effect Andromeda. And I was like, I'll just get that. It was like $15 for the two games. But Andromeda, you can just play by itself because it has barely anything to do with the other three Mass Effect games. Oh, that's games. good to know. Okay, so of the two, I will, I'll I'll start that one first. Origins was on sale. I don't know if it still is. I'll have to look. It's Origins is such a unique ride. Like Dragon Age 2 is the, the lesser of the trilogy. Um, like If I were to rank them in order, it'd be Inquisition, Origins, and then 2. Um, just because of how massive Inquisition is, but Origins has you know it, it grabbed my heart. I, I was in college, and I I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it in a future episode. But definitely Origins is where you want to start. Ironically, <laughs> who would have guessed? <laughs> who would start? And then the DLC for it is called Awakening, and that's an entire you know different thing as well. All right, uh, cool. So now I know. Ah, with Ryan O. That's what's up, man. <laughs> um, so as we are um, wrapping up here, we normally ask our audience um, if they were to, uh, well, we, we ask them pretty much whatever we feel like. So I'm going to leave it up to you, my, <laughs> my friend. Um, what do you think our question of the week should be? Um, let's keep it related to uh kingdom hearts um if you were to be any any disney character what disney character would you be so if you were to be a disney character in a video game yes okay if you were to be a disney character and i'm writing in shorthand i'm getting really good at this now <laughs> in a video game what would you be right on i love it um cool well, well, thank you very much for, for joining me on this awesome ride, dude. You got it, Ryan. And our next Anytime, one, it's fun. Our next one will hopefully be um, less than a year. <laughs> Gosh, I hope so. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> In my luck, it'll probably be like, we'll, we'll shoot for three or four months and, and go from there. All right. So, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> right on. So for those of you out there, if you wish to um, answer our question or, you know, just chat with us or figure out what's up, you can totally do so by checking us out on Facebook. Did you know with Ryan O on Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O or just shoot me an email. Did you know Ryan O at Gmail dot com. Uh, for those of us here to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome Hold on to it and share it with the world. I've been Ryan Owen. We'll see you next time.
you know it.